Welcome to Board Game Box Office, a Table Knots podcast about board games, movies, and all the space in between. My name is Max, and I'm joined today by Kyle and Kenny, who are both reliving their late 20s as we dive back into 2014. Later in the show, we'll be drafting board games and movies from that year. But before we get into that, what you been doing lately, Kyle? Boys, I come into this podcast extremely, extremely cool and sluggish, and my hands smell like guacamole, and I can't get the smell off of them. You've had a great dinner, it sounds like. <laughs> it was very good. But why won't the guacamole <laughs> smell leave my hands? I've only experienced this smell in two other scenarios. One, Chipotle, oh. the smell never leaves. And two, Skyline, the smell never leaves. Wow, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. But I didn't have, I had a good dinner. I actually went to like a, a local, uh, like a pub restaurant and it was delicious. Um, but yeah, I made smash burgers tonight, so I smell like smoke and onions, probably mm. beef. It's pretty great though. It was, it was pretty, it pretty delightful. Great. Kenny, what do you smell like? Uh, I had like some leftover, uh, lasagna. So there you go. Oh, I'm going to smell you on Saturday. body spray. <laughs> that's probably what he wore or in 2014. That's what he wore in 2014. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was, that's probably what Max wore, because you, like, you were 19 in 2014, so. Yeah. That, that was... I used a little Axe body spray, but I was never a big Axe body spray guy because it was way too powerful. I knew friends that loved it, and they would go like, whoosh, Yeah. Whoosh, hey. And then I was just like, <laughs> But he crazy. who has not sinned cast the first stone. We've all had the right. spray on us, right? Yeah, it's true. We all have. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, I was doing a bit of a throwback to 2014, completely intentional and not an accident at all. Uh, I had a little voice crack there in the intro. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh yeah, we're really throwing it back today. <laughs> oh, Kyle, what have you been playing lately? All right, well, I got a big boy to the table. I finally got to play... The 4X Euro game, Voidfall, by Mind Clash Games, designed by David Turtsey and uh, Nigel Buckle, who also de- designed uh, Imperium Classics, which I'm also mm. getting into right now. Um, so here's how I, the best I can explain Voidfall for the listeners at home. So if you're looking at Space 4X games, you have TI4, very Ameritrashy. And if you have Eclipse, it's kind of like a hybrid. It's got some Ameritrash dice rolling in there, and, uh, but it's got some Euro elements too. Well, Voidfall is on the complete other end of the spectrum of TI4, where it is just very heavy Euro. Um, but it does the same thing as those other two. I'm, you're trying to get on hexes. You're trying to uh, get techs. You're trying to go up your civil- civilization tracks. Um, but the mechanisms on how you do that is just very Euro-y. And there's, you'd be surprised. There's not a ton of interaction. Uh, there can be. I'm not going to go over the whole game. It would be impossible. So I'm just going to go over some neat things that it does, what makes it stand out to me. Um, one, everybody has the same set of nine action cards. Now that may be broken by some uh, factions, but generally everybody has the same nine action cards. Uh, and those three actions, you, when you play a card, you're going to pick two out of the three. So that's pretty cool. So like you really have 27 actions to choose from, uh, on your turn, but like a lot of the actions are the same. You're going to be like doing like moving to invade or attack, or one of the actions on the card will be like gain attack by paying resources stuff like that it's very simple actions um but when you play a card then you don't have those actions for the rest of the round uh and you get it back Mm. up for the next cycle and so on uh so one of the other things that i think it does well is like eclipse it has npc uh aliens uh on the hexes but it's not like an eclipse where you know like when you pull out a tile it may or may not have an alien on there well in voidfall every single hex is going to have an alien no matter what. Um, 
So anytime you want to take over something, you're going to have to fight. And if you ever leave a hex abandoned, uh, aliens coming to that. So like, there's always going to be something on a hex to fight, which I really enjoy. Um, but the combat is completely deterministic as well. So it's not like TI4 where you go in and you're like, okay, I have 14 dice. These hit on sevens, these hit on eight, these hit on nine. And you, you don't know. Like, you're never invading a hex unless you know you're going to win. Um, it's almost like a side combat, but even like more deterministic than scythe, where inside you, mm-hmm. you probably aren't attacking unless you know for sure you have a 90% chance of winning. Um, but in those combats, this is the real, the real thing. Like when I read the rule book, I was like jazzed about this. And then it was also sweet in practice. So throughout the game, you're going to be collecting these like uh, glory tokens that have a number on them, one through five. Um, and you can only hold four of them at a time. Uh, so you're trying to get as many of those glory tokens as you can, but with a higher value. Because every time you beat a NPC faction, you score your glory tokens. Well, every time you beat another player, you score their glory tokens. So mm-hmm. if you rack up a ton of points in your play area, you put a target on your back. It makes it more valuable. So like, it was actually interesting. Like, uh, my friend Kevin was like trading out his fours and his fives for twos and ones. So like, it made so him no le- attack. Yeah. Him. So it's less likely it's worthless to attack him be- for points wise. Um, but owning hexes are is still important. So, like, even though you're not getting uh, enough points from the battle, like taking the hex from him is also a point swing uh, for end around scoring. And I just loved that. Um, so, my initial review of uh, Voidfall is pretty high. I think I gave it an eight and a half. Um, I will say though, I do think it's going to require multiple plays for it to go up. There was a quite a bit of downtime, uh, which was disappointing, especially for like a heads down Euro game, like. When it's not your turn and you know there's not going to be interaction, it, it's kind of a slog. Um, sure. But you got to chalk that up with Voidfall as being like a first time play because it's so icon heavy. Um, just so many rules. Like the teach literally took me an hour. Um, and I, I, right. I think I did an okay job. Like I prepped for it for over a week to get ready for it. So that, that teach was long and the iconography is hard to parse. And I just really hope I can get it back to the table within the next. I don't know, two months. So it doesn't like all completely leave our brains. So it's not that kind right. of a slog again. Um, but yeah, if I didn't think this would take six hours or maybe and I'm sure it's not that long, but if I didn't think it would take four hours, I would ask to play it on Saturday when you're coming down yeah. to visit. But it does seem like a game that would take over half of the time you're here. Definitely. Like, it, it would with four yeah. two, like just me explain, like maybe if the only way it would be viable is like, all three all of you like it. decided to read the rule, like read the rules or watch the the video on it and like knew mm-hmm. so like we could just set up and go and it's mm-hmm. just it's just not gonna happen sure but it was yeah. great it was great i can't wait to play it again i don't know if my friends liked it nearly as much as i did because of the downtime i mean mm-hmm. especially since i played ti4 with them and eclipse there's just a little bit more action in it on first plays mm-hmm. so but yeah i, I yeah that worries me a little i'm I really like the look of this game. I like the, everything you said about it. I like everything that Sam has said about it. I believe it was his number one game of 2023. If you check out the Lord of the Board YouTube channel, um, it just looks so cool. It is. But it does worry me that it's just not something that, and I don't even mean it's not something that we table because it's going to be hard to table regardless. That's a given. But I mean that it just wouldn't hit how I want it to hit. And, you know, I'm not going to, I still absolutely want to play it, but. It, it just gives me a bit of pause that like, you know, max temper your expectations here. <laughs> I do <laughs> you wonder, know, don't... you guys play you. I think you guys would play a little bit faster and looser than us and not like get caught up in some of the minutia that like my group could. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I think you guys could 
I don't think your guys's teach would be an hour. I think you could probably be like, all right, that's good enough. Let's like go on. And like the iconography is there's a ton of it. Like the, the leaflet is an eight by 10, like fold out. So it's like eight pages of icons. Like it is, it is hard, but like yeah. you play half a round, you know what 90% of those icons are after a half a round. So like, I think you guys would be more in line with like, oh yeah, let's, I'm going to play this card. What's that do? Perfect. I, I think you would get it done faster than us and it wouldn't be as big of a slog. Um, but yeah, it's still going to be a long one. It's it's definitely big. I don't want to stray anybody right. away by thinking it's not that. That is my teaching style. Just let's teach 80% of the rules or 75, 70. Um, and then we play the game and the rest of it, 30% we just figure out along the way. It's like a journey. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I agree. I'm so opposite of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to teach you 99% as much, even if it's word vomit, I'm getting everything out because. I do have some friends, not the guys I played Voidfold with. I do have some friends that are like, well, you never told me that. Or it's like, why? I wish I would have known that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. And they're like, they get all pissy. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, well, we give Kenny shit deal. about that, too. But it's just, you know, it just comes with the territory. Yeah, I just don't care. It's fine. You're, you're not yeah, learning exactly. the rules, Max. Exactly. So it's fine. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> I taught the last game we played. Are you teaching Last Light on Saturday? Uh, one of us is, and probably not going to be me. <laughs> one of us is? Uh, the guy who doesn't have the game with him? Only yeah. I do. It's unopened. I tried to pawn it off on Doolin. Uh, so Voidfall, I mean, I don't know. This, I, I backed it when I, well, the, they did their crowdfunding for it, but I didn't. I never followed through with it just because I realized this is not a game. This, I'm going to get to the table just because it is like so big and grandiose, and like it took us forever to get Eclipse to the table. Um. Yeah. Eclipse is a pretty simple, straightforward game, and a uh, a big, epic game like Voidfall. Um, I, I feel like we get to the table once with effort, and probably never again. You know, so yeah. Uh, so I, it's not fair. not for me. It's but... probably Doolin, though, right? What like what Kenny? Me yeah. and me and well, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Kenny too. I would love to just play like Dude Imperium three weeks in a row, or Voidfall three weeks in a row, but Doolin's like nah. We got to play this Haba game that I got sent in the mail. <laughs> and so well, I mean, we got to play all. <laughs> a lot of it is just like covering other stuff that we get sent or. Yeah. So, I mean, that is part of it. But I do think I do want to say because Voidfall does fall in that Eurosphere and there are so many like NPC characters, I do think it's one of those Forex games that would work well at two. So, whereas like yeah. TI4 and its clips, cool. you need you need five or six. I don't know. And there's so many scenarios. Like every map is different, which is also cool. So like every time we play, the map layout is going to be different. The factions are going to be different, which is pretty awesome as well. But yeah, I liked Eclipse at uh, two, and I also think that it would play. I mean, at three rather, and Mm. I also think it would play just fine at two, in my opinion. Yeah, I played at two. Um, It was still fun. Now I'm looking at BGG, and two is still a recommended player count, but it is not the best, which is considered four and six. Uh, with, whereas with Voidfall, three is considered best. Yeah, um, I, th- I think the next time I play, recommended. next time I play, I played four player. I think the next time I play, I want to play it at three player. Yeah, you can four is one. actually twenty eight thirty percent not recommended. Um, on for Voidfall, probably right, just that, because of downtime. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So you're going to invite one person less, Kyle, and uh, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast, so they don't know that. It's yeah, there. sorry, Kevin, you're out. He'll hear this in like two months because he's like he listens to the podcast, but he's very far behind. <laughs> He'll get there. Yeah, He'll get, get there. there. <laughs> now, 
Kenny, you haven't seen this movie, um, but Kyle and I have both watched Bernie. Which uh, is... Actually, I've seen Bernie. Uh, I saw oh, it yeah. like a long time ago when it came out, yeah. Uh, do I remember okay, so you haven't watched it? it like for this list. but Probably in 2011 it, when I watched it. I think it was a Netflix movie. No. Really? No. It's good. Or, or Hulu. It was not a theater movie, I'm pretty sure. Really? Let's, let's Listen, I don't know. I was only a little baby in 2011. Uh, this is Bernie. This is directed by Richard Linklater, stars Jack Black. This was picked by Amanda for our board game box office list, but since Kyle and I have both seen it and Kenny has vague memories of it, we figured we'd talk about it briefly today. Nothing super detailed. Um, but Kyle, what did you think about Bernie? I, I really find Bernie delightful. Um, so I, I saw this originally, uh, and Kenny's trying to prove me wrong here that I was in theaters. I definitely saw it on a streaming service randomly. Like me and Megan were like just sitting on the couch one day, pre-kids. And we're just like, let's watch this movie with Jack Black that I've never heard of. And mm-hmm. man, I just, it's just so much fun. Jack Black does his little it accent is. and it, it's a movie that's like, it's very shallow. You can just like, you can just have it on. It's very light lifting. Matthew McConaughey's mm-hmm. in it, which is awesome. It's such um, an easy watch. It is very easy. And the, the fact that it's a true story um, is like crazy. kind of like interesting to me. Yeah. It makes it even more interesting that this really happened. So Which I, I don't I think we want to say exactly what happened for the people that haven't seen no. it yet, but uh, it basically Bernie played by Jack Black is a Eastern Texas small town uh, funeral director, and he is the a very stereotypical like good guy from a small town, like Christian, nice to everybody, like every town has someone that can maybe resemble this Jack Black character, um, and the town I thought was in general just so uh, relatable. I don't know how you feel, uh, Kyle, because you're from Ohio and Kenny from you're from Vegas. But for me, at least, especially when I was in college in Campbellsville, like so many of those people, I was like, oh, my God, that is that is real. Even when like at the end, when like stuff is, quote unquote, bad and everybody's just like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, oh, my God, that is that would absolutely happen. Like one million percent. That feels so true to life in my experience from these uh, character characters. Uh, so I thought Bernie was great. Thought it was really funny. Uh, I think I gave it a three point five. It certainly could be a four. I liked it a lot. It just wasn't. It didn't like blow me away because it is such a, an easy, relaxed watch. But it is so fun, and I love his singing. Like oh man, even the beginning when he's just singing the gospel tunes driving down the road. I'm like oh yeah, like I could listen to Jack Black sing for a while. It's not it's like, fun. and it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it is a funny it's movie. Not. Yes. I, I think I texted you guys last night while I was watching. I was just like, this movie's just like really funny. And it, I wasn't like cracking up like it was like Wedding Crashers or something. But there's just little things that make you like snicker and you're like, oh, that was a, that was a good joke or that was a good line. And like Jack Black has his Jack Black mannerisms here and there and his like little facial expressions like he gives. And that, that kind of makes the movie. I, I will say that the characters are relatable. I have family from West Virginia. So like I know the small town South feel uh, that the movie is portraying. And I really thought it was an interesting choice to to look at this through the the lens of the townsfolk, because um, mm-hmm. parts of the movie are shot like a documentary, uh, where yeah. they're interviewing the townsfolk about Bernie. I also might be wrong, but I think I read that some of those people were the real life people. No way! Oh, that's from, cool. I think I, I could be wrong. Do not take that as fact, but I think I read that some of those people were actually involved with the real life Bernie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to give too much. I don't want to give anything away, but Max, I'm going to tell you this. Did you see that in like 2016 or something, 
Bernie stayed in Linklater's like garage apartment for like two years. No, I did not. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> wild? wild? Yeah, yeah look that's that up. So weird. Look that up. Okay, it's on Wikipedia. I'll have to. Yeah, I will say this does have like all the the Linklater specials, right? I mean, if you've seen the Before series or if you've seen um, Dazed and Confused, like it's just the dialogue is compelling. The dialogue is mm-hmm. real. It just he's so good at the written word as far as like making these characters feel like they are true to life and saying things that would actually be said, not oh, I'm watching a movie and these actors are reading lines. Um, it does, and part of that probably helps that it is a true story and it is filmed in a pseudo documentary type way. But yeah, I thought Bernie was just delightful. I think delightful is a fantastic word for it, Kyle. It was just a, a lot of fun. So thanks, Amanda, for uh, putting it on the list for us to see. I would have never, I'd never heard of this movie. I would have never watched it it's or kind of heard bizarre. of it without it. With like Linklater and Jack Black and Matthew McConaughey and yeah, um, you would think who is the who is the actress the the older the lady. Elderly lady yeah I don't know off the top of my head oh, I can man. find it if it's, you keep talking, she's also but... she's also very famous um yeah and it's just kind of a forgotten like n- never was type of movie and it was Shirley MacLaine yeah 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 Shirley I don't know what else she does oh, the apartment MacLaine, yeah huh. only murders in the building oh Lee. straight show Secret Life of Walter Mitty she's on lots of stuff I guess. <laughs> There are old people yelling at the podcast right now going, you don't know who Shirley MacLaine is? I, that was like me when Robert Redford, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that pissed me right off. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Kenny, what have you been playing? Uh, so we, last week we got to try out the Veil of Fate expansion. Veil of Fate Tribunal. This is by Ivy Games, and this is uh, their expansion to their deduction game that came out two years ago three years ago at this point mm-hmm. um, 2021 i believe we've talked about velvet a lot so we don't want to get into the niche of it but this is a expansion that adds in a few like different modules um we got to play i think like two or three of them right max mm-hmm. yeah we played with the hadri expansion as well as the celestials uh also the adventures and also the new fate cards so technically i think we played with four things but in my opinion if you buy the expansion, you're probably always playing with Hadria Adventures and Fate cards. Like, I don't see a reason to ever take those out of the base game at this point. Yeah, so Hadria, she was, like, the basically a god on the map that, like, would move around the map in a way that would... Um, she, so she has a really interesting wrinkle that if, like, at any point in the game, if anyone passes her in score, uh, at the end of the game, if we still have surpassed that uh, Hadrian score, you just automatically lose. Um, so it becomes this really interesting thing of like, you want to get ahead, but not too far ahead. And there's a lot of things you can do with on the, on the board that can manipulate how Hadrian moves and where she goes on the track. So like you can potentially like do swing things in such a way that like, uh, you can like eliminate the, the person at first by moving Hadrian down in score while, while they're going up in score. So it kind of uh, promotes this, uh, your want to, uh, move other players around and make kind of like do it in a way so that kind of casts aspersions towards like why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, you want to talk about the Celestials thing, uh, Max? Yeah. So I played one of the Celestials. Now I couldn't remember the name of the person that I played, but uh, I believe there are six different Celestials in the expansion and they all are like wildly unique. So basically whoever plays as the Celestial is playing a totally different game. Uh, they're not playing a demigod or if they are, there's big wrinkles. Like one of the Celestials wants to be in last place so obviously you have to hide your character but you have to hide them in a different way than you're used to hiding them i like that Uh, so you want to finish in last if you finish in last you win yeah the one that i played i thought was really intriguing 
difficult for sure, um, but super fun, especially for someone who enjoys deduction games like Awkward Guests and Clue, is that I was basically not, I was not a demigod at all. And I, my turns were unique too, where I only took one action per turn and my action must be a god power, but it also didn't cost me anything. I'm a god. I can just do god powers for free. So I was, my only action on every turn was take a god power action. But the way I won was if at the end of the game, I could guess who both Kenny and Doolin were, I win. I love it. I love so, it. That's I know, awesome. me too. I know. It's so cool. It turned it from just like a straight deduction game where I'm like trying to read everything they can do. Dude. And interestingly enough, I, I didn't win, but I had Kenny paired between blue and pink and I had Doolin paired between purple and green. And I guessed green pink and they were purple, purple blue. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I had them paired down to the two Over that I thought they the were. Parlay. I know it was so bad, but. I loved the wrinkle of doing that. I think that some are some interesting. One of them, you are a demigod, and then you have a child who is like an other non-played demigod, and you have to end on the same space as the child. It's like if you and the child are on the same scoring spot, you win. It's like there's all kinds of different wrinkles involved. But uh, for me personally, the Celestials were great. We did not use the Servants. Uh, the Adventures, which I will say, oh, yeah. I don't know anything about the Servants. We didn't use them. but in the email uh, that we got from IV, they mentioned that the servants is one of their favorite parts of the game, which now makes me even more intrigued to try it out. We didn't use that. Uh, the adventures, basically every area on the board that there's not a quest, there is an adventure, which is just another way. It's, it, it's basically a quest, but does not count for end of age stuff. So it functions the exact same way where one person goes to an adventure and then triggers a quest in some way shape or form that can be losing points gaining points smiting whatever uh, adds to the deduction element of it all uh and then the fate cards i you'll never take those out i don't think they're just you just add them to the deck and play with them forever it's like different things like uh, if, if you pull this one you ignore the rest of the fate cards in the deck uh it's like just very very small layers but uh interesting stuff that i don't think would ever pull out so personally i'm all in on this expansion i'm a big fan of veiled fate uh, already, but I talked to Kyle about it a couple of weeks ago where it was falling for me some, um, and I think this has really reinvigorated some joy for this game. I think it it it, it straight on just attacks many of the, the chief complaints that people have of the base game, like the lack of god powers. Yeah, that's my biggest complaint. Hadria. Yeah, so Hadria, I, I want to spend the most time probably talking about Hadria, if that's okay, Kenny, and I can get your feedback on what you thought about it too, but um, like it it's adds the ability to take free god powers but it also adds a wrinkle that if you've done the most free god powers at the end of the game you you lose a victory point because you're like hadria punishes you mm -hmm. and then if you ever beat hadria you lose like it's just it's i'll never take it out i don't see why you would ever play without hadria in my opinion yeah i think i think that thing especially that a little bit of the expansion um works really well just because like like i think i mentioned like it just gives you so much more um ability to manipulate the board in a way that like you could you could be doing this action because it's your character but you could also be doing this action because it's going to manipulate hadria which is going to swing the game in your way so um yeah i, I would agree like i mean like a lot of these things i feel like you i, I think like celestials is kind of like group dependent and like um game dependent yeah, um but like fake cars adventures i think you yeah i would agree you'd probably yeah. always want to include those yeah i may not want to play the celestial every game but I think someone probably will. 
Like, I think someone will probably want to play it every game. So yeah. it'll be interesting to figure out in, how it works. But in our game, like we because there's just three of us, uh, and I think like the thing that was really interesting about it is like at a certain point, like I think he kind of Doolin just kind of gave up or, or gave up in quotes because he apparently Doolin's a really good liar now. Um, He's uh, so good. Yeah, I I I, he, I remember the first time I played games with Doolin. Like these kind of games, I was like, he's not very good at this. But no, he's <laughs> he's he's honed this crap. I called it though. I called yeah, it. I was like, true. you're leaning in too hard. Like you're <laughs> you're lying. I still I still fell for it because I was like, on the off chance he's not, I'm gonna make this guess. But <laughs> he, he was. Yeah. I I'm starting to understand his uh his flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in our game, like, is because like Max Max won the game by like figuring out who we are. Like, it became a thing of like where, like. Doing like very like you know kind of gave it away like he, he kind of said F it at a certain point and said okay well I'm this and just for me like what it, it kind of put me in a position like where I had to be really really careful about what I did because if Max figured out what I was we we were hosed like we we lost so yeah um it's I, I think I mean we only played the one celestial but like if I imagine like each one of these celestials can add in, like a really interesting wrinkle um that's really just going to redefine the game uh, which i think is like probably the best part about this game so like how many celestials these... are there did you say i think six it, is it one of those things that like once you know what the celestials are you can start picking up on what people are doing so you can like guess what their in-game so condition is or do you know you know what you know they're in game condition got it so you're not they pick a celestial and it is public information what they are trying to do got it uh so in the element of like you want to come in last you know they want to come in last you just don't know which one they are, you know, yeah. right? So stuff like that. I will say, like, I I think Veiled Fate is a very good game, um, but I think it is it needs the expansion. I haven't played it, but like just from what you guys have said, this is like really uh, scratching that itch that I was looking for from Veiled Fate. Um, as a little bit more variability because I do feel like the game uh, got kind of samey um, playing just like all the Fate cards were like, oh, it's one feather, one scorpion um mm-hmm. so you don't really use god powers the first two rounds is really just like set up for the round three to where you actually like make your move um so i'm i'm super interested in this expansion no doubt i i think it's mm-hmm. gonna make a pretty good game even better from the sounds of it yeah you still have your copy of your fake i do not but my uh one of my good friends has a copy because like he loves it it's probably in his like top mm-hmm. 10 games um so i didn't and i play with him every week so i didn't feel the need to own it when he owns it as well um and he mm-hmm. loves it much more than me so like he'll he will get the expansion no question i will send him the link to the kickstarter and he'll back it so i'll get to play it yeah that's a real that's real maximum right there. it's like yeah i was gonna say that <laughs> oh, don't give me that shit because i buy plenty of games for the group all right i buy yeah, plenty hey 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 i bought argent and imperium the contention all the games no one asked for uh all right <laughs> let's okay, move the, on i'll say hold on the worst thing is like max will like often like put links to like facebook groups uh oh like, i buying, know buying selling trading and it's just like man just, just i am it. trying to help you find a good deal y'all yes yeah, i right. don't want to buy it i'm trying to make i'm trying to lighten know, your pocketbooks that, we, we know you don't want to buy it <laughs> yeah. i don't i'm trying to help you get a good deal i've never hidden that fact Everybody, i'm not gonna buy them have you bought the Imperium um, uprising yet? No, no. We literally, we literally had this chat in our root chat with just Jeff, where he was like, "What's going to happen first? Jash gets kicked off the podcast, or Max buys a board game?" <laughs> 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 I, was like, I was like, "Okay, 
<laughs> I'm gonna buy a board game. I'm gonna buy Sea Salt and Paper. I'm gonna buy Dune Imperial Uprising. Sea Salt and Paper, barely. That's like two bucks. Shut up. I just said Dune Imperium <laughs> Uprising too. Okay, let me have this. I'm Shut gonna up. buy games. I promise you. All right. I promise it'll happen. We'll get some games played. I'm considering Voidfall or uh, what's the other one I was considering that I've already forgotten the name of. I know. Hegemony. I feel like I talked you out of Voidfall. No, not sad. Hegemony. That one I've already fallen off of Hegemony. It was Voidfall and what? What was it? <laughs> Clearly not uh, that big of a Void deal. Void and Hegemony are the only two that stood out to me because I think those are the interesting ones. The other one was uh, another bigger game. You, you, not, you just don't remember? Because it was dumb. Wow. Wow. Well, really? When you do uh, buy this game, you? You talk, you're talking about Max. You should send over a picture of the receipts. Um, when I buy a game? Yeah, when you buy a game. Will that make you feel better? No, I don't care, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Warf- oh, Dune. Warf for Arrakis. Oh, it's oh, not dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that game's <laughs> <seems cool. laughs> Yeah, yeah see, it's cool. I know, I know. I love Dune. I'm super hyped for Dune Part Two. Dune War for Arrakis is like so. I love Lord of the Rings, but just an an updated visual element and new things that they've added makes me think that I would prefer War for Arrakis. Kenny can be Star Wars Rebellion boy. Dolan is War of the Ring boy, and you could be War for Arrakis. War of Arrakis boy. Yeah, how does three, three people play those well? <laughs> You guys swap out. Say, Dolan, you're yeah. watching us this time, homeboy. Yeah, Dolan. <laughs> you know what? I actually would. That is a game that I would not mind, like, like teaching, DMing. Be like, all right, Kenny, you're on this team. Dolan, you're on this team. And I'm going to help you both out and figure, like, you know, I think that'd be fun. I'm down for that. It sounds like a good time. I am considering it, but it is also like a $200 game if you want. Well, I don't know how expensive it is. It's expensive. Let's just it say is. that. It's it costs a lot of money. Um, it looks like t- Jesus. It, got, it apparently has gotten more expensive. There was a two twenty one on BGG two days ago. Now the cheapest is two sixty five. But it's it's come on. It's going to be in print. Like you don't got to pay these like market these like BGG market prices right now. Yeah, I think it was like one sixty on on Kickstarter though. So that's not even like a huge markup. But it's getting really good reviews. Uh, which is obviously like I'm always someone who likes to wait for other people to play stuff first because. I don't have the money to just be like, ah, let's try it out. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, let's wait until we hear how other people feel about it. But uh, based off Board Game Geek, they, it's getting some real rave reviews. And and Dune Imperium Uprising is is a buy. I haven't seen it in store yet, uh, but like I will be buying that as soon as I see it in store. It's coming home with me. Um, um, no pun included. Gave a really positive review of it as well. Well, like a, a on War for Arrakis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, like surprisingly, like, I, I, yeah, I didn't that, think that would be a game that they. They would, also uh, gave Voidfall a great review, though. It was their game they, of the year, right? Twenty twenty three. Yeah, they love. They like big games. Well, yeah, it's just. Uh, it's different. These you're so different. used to hearing them be. Yeah, yeah. You're so used to hearing them be negative on some, and not that that's a bad thing. Uh, that's not a bad thing. I like. I like no pun critical, included. Not negative. Critical, critical. Correct. Yeah. Critical. More critical on these bigger games. So that is surprising. Uh, but yeah, so ugh, I want it. I want it, dude. Ugh, give it to me. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to move into our feature topic. We're going to be drafting 2014, the year 2014. We're kind of doing a schedule here, uh, starting with at the beginning of the year, we're going to do a 10 years back draft. So next January, February, you'll get a 2015 draft. And then somewhere in the middle of the year, we'll do like a three year draft or a five year draft or something. I don't know. We're still figuring this out, but uh, we're going to try and keep that moving forward. Uh, so right now, we're drafting 2014. We're going to draft board games and movies. We have a bit of a wrinkle this time. Uh, a, we're going to draft them all at the same time. 
So it's going to be a big draft uh, because it's going to be 24 games and movies drafted. Eight each. Four games, four movies per person. All in one single pool because we think that's fun. Adds a bit of strategy. What do you yeah. want first? Where do you, where do you go first? Your wild card's going to be safer later. Speaking of wild cards, that's the other wrinkle. There's categories. This isn't just a draft. This isn't just to draft all of 2014, draft four of each, and be done with it. We've given ourselves categories. For board games, we have to draft from these four categories. Euro game, two-player-only game, party game, and a wild card. Wild card can be whatever you want it to be. And for movies, we have to draft from these four categories. Box office of at least 100 million domestic, Oscar-nominated, animated, and wild card. Anything you want. So, I've got to die here. Kenny, I'm going to assign you this first number that mm-hmm. I roll. And then based off of the numbers that they roll, the people will choose their pick. Uh, Kenny, you rolled a three. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> Kyle, you rolled a eight. Oh, my God. What are I rolled rolls? a six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no way. Worst roller ever. I'm tr- this this die is never hitting the D and D table ever again. <laughs> Stay it over here. Okay, Kyle, do you want first, second, or third? I want first. Fudge. <laughs> I'm real mad about that. I uh. Mm. Yeah, I want. I want second. I'll take. I'll take, I'll take second. Oh, this is bad, y'all. These uh, this is. This is real bad. I, I was banking on going first uh, because Ooh, that's a terrible this is thing a, to do. I well, I felt like I really had to. There are a couple categories that are real rough. Okay, Kyle, all of 2014 games and movies. Tell us what you're drafting and what category you're choosing. Okay, this is tough. I'm between two categories, and I'm just gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, boys. The two categories I'm between is Euro game and animated movie. Uh, there's not a ton of good animated movies, in my opinion. <laughs> so I really want to get one, and I don't pick for, for four picks after this. <laughs> um, but I can't let the Euro game go by. That's the best board game from 2014, in my Dang opinion. Dang it! And that's Orleon. Oh, I'm picking that shoot. right now as my Euro pick. I have to do it. It's the best game from 2014. It's the best Euro game, bar none. That's my pick. <sighs> That hurts, Kyle. If you don't know what Orle- Orleans is, uh, I will give a qu- quick rundown of what Orleans is. Orleans, I don't, I don't like saying the French version. Um, <laughs> it is a bag builder game um, where you're kind of like you'll pull out a certain number of tokens from your bag, and then you have to assign them to actions. And those actions will be such as uh, building uh, houses on this map or uh, getting resources but every time you do one of those actions you you're also acquiring another chip of that color so you're trying to get the colors you want to do the actions but also you want to have to do certain actions at a certain time um so i just love that like that push and pull of like i want this color but i really need to do this action um or i pulled this like i couldn't even help this and this is what i can do so i'm just going to do it anyway which is going to give you more white chips and white chips are useless uh so and then you have to decide at some point uh, you can kind of cull your bag by like putting them off onto this board and getting this like one time benefit, which is also huge. And then the, the end game scoring is just like really smart where 
you uh, multiply your, you go up this track and you're going to multiply your score based on the number of stars you have times the number of houses you've put on the map mm-hmm. and the number of uh, like citizens you've collected. And those citizens are really hard to get. So there's always a fight for those. It's just a really, really interactive Euro. Um, one I've really enjoyed and one I am absolutely balls at. I've never won at Orleans, <laughs> and, but I still love it. <sighs> I'm yeah. I mean, Kenny, was that your first pick too? If you got first. Yeah. Yeah. I it's think that was like, like far like and away. It's a light year for Euros in 2014. Yeah, it's brutal. I that was like that's why I'm saying when I was banking on getting first, it was to draft Orleans. I desperately wanted Orleans. Uh, in my opinion, another category that is fairly light is what I'm going to be taking from with my first draft pick, and I'll be taking the Uva Rosenberg game patchwork in the oh. two-player only title. So Very good. Uh, if you've not played Patchwork, it is a two-player only game where you're like quilting and it uses sort of a timing system that is really unique and fun. Patchwork is not like my favorite game in the world, but it is one that I've grown to appreciate more and more by playing it some on Board Game Arena. And uh, I do think it's delightful. And I, I personally think it is far and above the best two-player game to come out in 2014. Um, definitely one of the ones where it, it was that like that or early on was my was what I'm striking for first. So there's plenty of amazing games and movies left, but those two in particular, I was like, you got to be quick to get those. I can't imagine Patchwork or early on lasting long. Can I get a clarification for two player game? Yeah. Is that two player only or plays yeah. best at two? Two player only, baby. That's impossible. No, it's not. No, it's not. I have three written down already. Oh, my sweet death. <laughs> uh, okay, I got one. I got one. Okay, we'll see if you get it. I'm Kenny, gonna. Kenny's not what's your it. first draft pick, baby? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm going to go with movie here. Uh, so far, I'm going to go with animated movie. Uh, and I'm going to pick Lego movie. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I adore Lego movie. I think it is just like uh, such a smart and like creative take on the concept of making movie around Lego. Like, I think mm-hmm. like you, you couldn't have something like the Barbie movie without something like the Lego movie. Yeah, um, I agree that that kind of juice like audiences to the concept of, like, Oh, we can't have a movie about the toy and it, it can, and it, it can be something besides just dribble. Um, it's incredibly smart. And like, I think it's also just like very sweet, um, has like a really nice emotional core to it that like, you know, as, as a dad, I get, um, and you know, I, I like Lego, but, uh, and I, I remember in 2014, I got into a Lego kick for sure. Um, had to stop that though. Cause those are too, too expensive. Um, but yeah, They're I impossible really to store. Like I, I also like playing with, I like play with Lego with the girls and like, I have like some star Wars ones and I'm like, where am I going to start putting these things? <laughs> Do yeah, I just right, take them yeah. apart? Um, I just yeah, recently like, watched the Lego movie. You saw, you saw it recently, Max? Yeah. I just watched it last week. Uh, or oh, yeah, oh, wow. like Sunday or something first time because um, i was like i really want it. no i've seen it before i've seen it oh, before okay. um but i do think it's really delightful it's great i mentioned that i was very distracted while watching it because children but it made me really want to buy some legos for sure i was just like god this is good and it is smart it's it's uh in my opinion it's just super well written where like all the jokes and stuff like that are are well thought out there's not very many like har har dumb i mean there are some for sure but even the ones that are that are there are like intelligent i think like i just think it's a really well written uh movie i think i think it's fantastic yeah definitely one of the best animated movies to come out of this year for sure if not this decade really uh, this is yeah. uh 
this is a movie that I saw for the first time on an airplane. And I was watching it like on my iPad. Sorry, Max, but I was on an airplane <laughs> uh, with headphones. And like, I was dying laughing, like cracking up, laughing out loud on the plane. And Megan was so embarrassed <laughs> that I was like <laughs> just losing it on the plane. And I'm like, this movie is so funny. <laughs> and it, and I, I just is. think it is. I, I love the voice actors in it. Um, and it spawned like the leg, uh, Lego Batman, which is also a great movie. Some say it's the best Batman movie. I wouldn't say that, but some might. I wouldn't say that. I've not seen that one. Have you? Uh, I was just trying to you, give the one a hard like time. It, Love of the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They weren't like super focused, so it's hard to always say. Like every once in a while, you'll watch a movie where they're just like sitting down and really actively paying attention. Uh, the Lego movie was not that, but they certainly like sat there and had a good time, though I think maybe Danielle and I had a better time than them. Uh, we, were just, we were actively laughing out loud uh, at certain moments, and the kids were just kind I, of, you know, enjoying it. Yeah, I wonder if that's like the Lego movie also just inspires like that frenetic, just like because the movie's just so fast paced and just so like all over the place. Um, it's kind of like ADD for kids. No, in a movie get some amped up yeah 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 um my daughter really loves like a movie like she she definitely wanted a kick when we first showed it to her the mm-hmm. first time um and we i i saw it a lot in a shorter me- period of time like you often do with kid movies but um yeah lego movie's great for sure um for my other pick i'm, I'm really i think i'm gonna go with the game here uh i think we'd go with two-player games so i want to take something from kyle that he loves I don't know if he actually loves this, so this might just be a shot in the dark. But I'm going to take a Onitama. Um, this is All definitely right, that my was favorite. one of the two <laughs> that yeah. I was going to take. There, there's like three here. Well, I think it's like good, but I'm going to take uh, the other one as just my wild card, just to screw would, Kyle. That would really <laughs> f me. That would really f me. We we should probably talk about Onitama first. Uh, and yeah. that is so Onitama is like a kind of like chess like abstract game. Um, I think it's like out of all like the two-player like abstract style games um outside of stuff like the yinch which we played recently like i i really think like <clears throat> onitama is like has this like uh, elegance and beauty to it um and that like the the rules are very simple and but there's like a real depth strategy to it um i remember a period of time like when i was working you know i i sat next to like uh, my buddy at work and we would just have a onitama laid out in front of us uh between the two of us and we just take turns going back and forth and it's, it's kind of like that chess like experience of like uh you know planning ahead but you only have so many options and I, I think it's a really really great game yeah i've actually never played this one so it's really? been okay yeah it's been one i'd like to try it was on my list because the options are so so, so limited <laughs> but well, on, uh, uh, i've never played it it's on board game arena it, it plays is. really I'd well be, so. i'd be happy to try it out especially yeah, if it plays I've, well on that I didn't know it was on BGA. I've, I had the app for a, a while and I was playing, I used to play on the app quite a bit and that is a, just like a really fun um, two player game. Like it, it is super chess. Like if you like chess, you're going to like Onitama. It's just a really smart uh, system with the cards and the way the, the different pieces move. I love it. Uh, so that was on my short list. There's one other one. And if Max takes it, well then I guess I have a different one. That I, can I can't, it would screw you, but it would screw me more. I think by not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by that would not, not be taking... a good wild card pick. It would not. It would not. Uh, I think for my second draft pick, I'm moving into the realm of movies, and I'm going for the box office, $100 million, and I'm taking Interstellar. Nice. Yep. So that is... I think uh, the box office is one of the stronger categories. It is. It is, but there are a couple in particular from the box office list that I really like over the rest of them. Yeah. So that was kind of... Uh, 
where I wanted I think to go. I think Oscar nominated has a lot of, of good picks as well. Uh, animated is definitely probably one of the weakest, but there's a couple in there that I have no real concern that you all are going to take. Uh, so I'm not overly uh, concerned about that. So for me, getting Interstellar and knocking off my box office list is is a uh, high priority for me. Big fan of Interstellar. I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, Christopher Nolan's possibly best. I know some people get hung up in it being uh, not scientifically accurate and more about love and vibes than anything. But man, I do not care. Interstellar is great. I think it's fantastic. It makes me cry every time watching those scenes of uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think he's great. I love the the cinematography of it all. It's just it's a very, very, very good movie. One of my favorites. Because uh, after watching Dark Knights recently, I think I think Interstellar might be my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I think it's my yeah. number one still too. I think it and Oppenheimer are oh, like see, top two for me. It was my number one, and then I saw Oppenheimer a month later, and mm-hmm. Oppenheimer became my number one. So it's same one and two, Max. Like I, yeah. Interstellar is just man. My, I could gush about that movie. I remember. Do you guys remember me watching it when I was like on vacation, just like texting you guys, like how yeah. like in love I was with it? Yeah, it's so good. I get that some people don't like it, but they are not my people. I I vibe heavy with it. Uh, it, it, so my interstellar, or my Nolan ranking is interstellar, Oppenheimer, prestige, Tenet, dark Knight, Dunkirk, inception, Batman begins, which I realize is not popular. And I do want to watch inception again. And I also want to watch Dunkirk again. Um, but yeah, those are the, the, I think interstellar and Oppenheimer are top two for me. You still yet to see Oppenheimer, right? Kenny? Nope. I'm not. Gotta get around. I think you'd like interstellar more. Oh yeah. I, I think so too, but I do think you'll like Oppenheimer. All right, Kyle. You got back-to-back picks, baby. What you taking? All right. Uh, so 2014 just happens to be a banger movie year. Um, it does. There are two that were nominated for Best Picture that I absolutely love. There's like four more that were nominated for be- Best Picture that I really like. Um, so, But I am going to take a Best Picture, and I'm going to surprise even myself here and not take the Wes Anderson movie, because I'm taking Whiplash. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. I knew you were taking Whiplash. <laughs> I think it surprised only you, Kyle. <laughs> well, I think I saw everyone. What, I thought I went in Whiplash, and then I saw Wes Anderson. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> am I taking Whiplash over Wes Anderson? Yeah. Um, Was it nominated yeah, I, for Best Picture? I guess I didn't realize. Uh, yeah. Yep. According okay, to gotcha, Variety. Gotcha. I knew it was Oscar nominated for several other things. Like I know J.K. Simmons. I think won uh, Best Supporting Actor. For Whiplash, uh, but I wasn't sure on the the other one. Yeah, we've talked about Whiplash a lot, but yeah, it's about a it's about a student uh, who gets into this really prestigious music school, and he's in uh, has an insane music teacher, and gets yelled at a whole bunch, and that's pretty much the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did not sell it very much there, but it is fantastic. If you have not seen Whiplash, you've got to see Whiplash. It took me too Agreed. long to watch it, far too long. I've missed out on watching Whiplash for nine years. Because I didn't watch yeah. it until 2023. It's very dumb of me. Me neither. But then again, I didn't watch most everything until 2023. I will say, looking back at the Best Picture nominees, I've only seen two of them. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and Whiplash. <laughs> those are the only two I've ever seen out of the, those ten. I think I've seen most of I've not or seen Boyhood eight, and I have not eight. seen The Theory of Everything. I've seen everything else. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. What's right. next for you, Kyle? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I did not prepare after that one. I just know I was that. So I can... Two player only. I can wait on that now. Um, I might. You, you wait too long. You might lose it. No, I, I'm going to take a party game, I guess. 
Mm. Um, Party's because, a, a pretty stacked category. See, yeah. you think that I... I do. I don't. I'm looking oh. at the list now. There are two that I think are pretty good. I have six um, that I think are pretty good. <laughs> six of them written down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah I'm not, I am not worried about party games. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> well, I'm we shouldn't have said it. anything. I, no, okay, I, good. I'm, yeah. I'm sticking to it. I won't change. Uh, but I'm going to take Deception, Murder, in yep. Hong Kong. Figure that much. Um, Deception Murder in Hong Kong is uh, kind of a weird party game in that it's more of like a social deduction game, but you do need quite a few people for it. I think having it played with 8, 9, 10 is the best. Um, But one person is going to be playing as uh, an FBI agent who's giving clues. Uh, One person is going to be playing murderers who like is going to show what their murder weapon was and what was left at the scene of the crime. And then everybody else is going to try to figure out who the murderer is and what their weapons were based on the clues given by the forensic scientist. I said FBI guy, that was wrong. Or, um, by the forensic scientist. And every round, one of those clues are going to go away, and a new clue is going to come out, and you have to decipher, it was like, oh, did he take that one away because it was a bad clue, or does it still apply? And um, you have to really think, like, because the forensic scientist only has the clues that are handed out to him from the deck to go on a, to go off of, to point towards something. So, like, right. I could say, like, uh there was a fire at the scene but maybe that's because it was like there was like i don't know something stupid that barely starts a fire may not call that may cause heat and it's really just a bad clue but it was the best that i had yeah. <laughs> yeah. and people like go in on it like oh man so this person has gasoline and I'm like it no, has to no, be no not gasoline yeah. it's not gasoline <laughs> uh it's, it's it's just a very fun game it's never it's never gone off poorly um which is a, a game i love and one of the other things i like about it is that in the rules, it states to let everybody talk for 30 seconds, and that's the, the time allotted, um, which I like doing. I know some people say it's lame that I do that, but I, I like doing that because I want everybody to have a chance to speak. Uh, I think those games get a lot into like the yelling and like whoever's the loudest says the most mm-hmm. um, just because they're more outgoing, uh, and I, yeah. I don't want that to happen. I like the limitation of the 30 seconds. I, I do think it makes it a little just more, I don't know strategical is not necessarily the right word but yeah it just means that you know you kind of have to be concise and figure it out and it's fun and and crazy and hectic and you just let it happen whatever's gonna happen happens anything else on deception great pick that would have been my first pick too i think yes but i do have so many others which is why i am going oscar nominated grand budapest hotel as my next pick i am thrilled with the way that this has gone after not getting first pick for Orléans. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is fantastic. I just think it is absolutely delightful. One of Wes Anderson's best, in my opinion, up there with the Royal Tannenbaums. Uh, easily his funniest work, in my opinion. Not his most emotionally uh, grounded, but it is just hilarious, strikingly beautiful, wonderful acting by Rafe fines and that is just uh just a, a delight i didn't see it for the first time until this year thank you kenny for picking up for our ohana movie club that was very nice of you um and i i just really like it i really like it a lot it's so dang good that's grand budapest hotel well that puts me in spot for oscars well, that's that's a problem for later i guess um, oh there's plenty of good oscar movies left still yeah i, like, I agree is, is uh, it okay the frosters <laughs> are we just picking from best picture no any 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 Anything? nomination oh, okay Yep. Yeah, because like yeah, it does not just have to be best picture. You could have picked Lego Movie for music, original song with everything is awesome. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's plenty of availability stuff here. Yeah, it's interesting. Like looking at best picture for 2014, like it, 2014 really suffers from like the um, 
uh, movies based off like a real person thing. It um, does, yeah. Like American yeah. Sniper, The Imitation Game, Selma, yeah. Theory of Everything. I yeah. think Kenny, if I can give you a, a a little bit of a hint here, um, if you look up under makeup and hairstyling, I think there's an Oscar nominated <laughs> movie that you will like. Oh, okay. Uh, That's I don't think it's good for an Oscar no, no but you don't think so? Up. No. I, I just mean, mean if you can fill your slot with it, why not? <laughs> oh, I see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here, man. If I'm picking a movie for Oscar, that probably wouldn't be that. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh let's do box office. Uh there's quite a bit here. Okay. Um and this is the movie you're you're referring to, Max, but I think I'm gonna go with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Um this is still one of my favorite like Marvel films. Um, I think like it was like definitely like the, my favorite like uh, movie going experience, uh, or the most surprising like Marvel movie going experience, just because like it surprised me so much. But like the tone and feel of the movie was just like, just like it was so unexpected. Um, and I still love the entire Guardians uh film run. I think just like what brought what James Gunn brought to like that series is just. Uh, it's it's hard to to state like just how how I don't think anyone else could have done what he did for Guardians of the Galaxy, um, like making like rock Rocket and Groot like household names, right? Yeah. Um, and I think just like the blend of just like humor and the integration of music in that movie is just so spot on. And I think like it's like I think kind of like Iron Man, like you see feel you get the feeling that Iron like aspects of Iron Man kind of like permeate through all marvel movies um aspects of guardians kind of permeate through all marvel movies too um After i think other, the fact, yeah yeah so I it's, think a, it's, it's, it's a major it's, cornerstone in the franchise yeah or just, or just mcu in general you know yeah yes um, definitely so yeah that'd be my pick for blockbuster i i still love it um i like i mean i i i recently watched the christmas special uh and that, that movie just that slaps too it's so good um i think i'm gonna watch the christmas special every year it is so good yeah me too for I, like I a 50 minute too. thing it, it's so much fun like even the song like the original song of that is so good by the old 97s i, I love it yep agreed <clears throat> it popped up on like my uh this christmas like she was just my wife was just playing like a christmas playlist not like mine or anything and it popped up and i was like oh my god it's the guardian song she's like what <laughs> is this <laughs> what is this song i'm like this is terrific it's, this is an instant a- christmas classic it's a banger for sure. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go for my other thing. I'm gonna pick my board game. Uh, I'm gonna pick your, my Euro. Um, I'm gonna go with Inst- Istanbul. Um, mm. Have you, either of you played Istanbul? No, no I have not. Oh, okay. So this is like a kind of like a worker placement game. Um, this I think it like won the Spiel des Jahres of the year that year. I could be speaking out of turn, but you know, it is, just be confident about it. We believe you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, but it's been a while since I played a simple, but it's like this uh, worker placement game where like you're basically uh, arranging a grid of like things like a four by four grid and each space does different things, but you are, you're kind of like are limited in your movement. Like you can't go from um, space one to space 16. You kind of have to go from like, okay, I'm going to go up or down left or right. Um, and so you have to kind of snake through the different uh, locations on the map and activate abilities, get resources, trigger special uh uh, effects and stuff like that um and i think it's like such a clever system and really sharp design it has like incredible variability because you can just like relay the, the way the different action spaces and tiles are laid out in the map which can like you know if you 
revisit it over and over um it can give you like a different ex uh, experience every single time um it has a few really good expansions as well um and i think it's i think it's uh it's not, i think it's one of those years like doesn't people don't talk about a lot anymore but i think it still holds up and is a really really good one it's one i still have in my collection too so Nice. Yeah, yeah, not one I, I played, but one I was like really interested in when I first got into the hobby because it was like all over the Dice Tower top tens a lot. Sure. Like I think Z really champions it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I just never got to it, and then it almost became one of those things where it's like it wasn't one of the gateway games when I was getting into it, so it like kind of just passed me by. Because then I started getting into the bigger stuff and the the new stuff, and uh, then it becomes hard. I would still be up for trying it because I think there uh, obviously there's a place for those like those weights of games and. Uh, I mean, it's a genius design. It's I, I trust you that it has stood the test of time. Because um, I do think, I still think it's in like Z's top 100, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So um, I think I like the people that, that do like it, love it. Yeah. And I actually played most of my played a lot of it, plays of it through an iPad. Because uh, there's a really good app for it. Um, if it's still up on the App Store. So that might be a good way to check it out too. And that was uh, Istanbul for your Euro draft pick. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? That's correct. Great. I am actually surprising myself here. I did not expect to really. I thought. I thought maybe I'd just save the wild card picks for the very last one because they're easy. But I am going to go wild card now, uh, unless I don't think it. No, no, this isn't. No, this isn't Euro. Uh, nor is it Party. Yeah, we're we're going for a game I've never played before, uh, and maybe you all can tell me more about it. But it is a game that I've wanted to play for a long time, and that is Zia Legends of Adrift System. And I'm going to use my wild card board game pick on Zia Legend of Drift System. As far as I'm aware, this is like a sandbox kind of, I, I think it's got some pickup and deliver elements, but uh, it's like really just open world exploration, fighting, transportation, stuff like that. Um, it looks great. It's thematic, according to BGG, at least. Big box elements. You You build out this sandbox of a space galaxy that you're traversing around and again it's not a game i've ever played so i cannot speak to really any of the uh intricacies of it but it is a game that has always been on my radar and i hear nothing but good things about apparently you can play it i think there's a solo mode with it too uh so yeah just one of those games again sorry never played it can't say a lot about it but i i'm very intrigued by zia and would love to play it i've always been intrigued by this one too i've been really close to like uh, trading for it or picking it up a few times, but just never have. Um, I think I just like been kind of pushed away by the the, the playtime. Like it's a pretty long game. Yeah. Um, and I've I've like one to three hours according to BGG. Yeah. I think it's more than that for sure. Um, but it's it's like a I've always been interested just because of the the nature of like the sandbox design and you know the even like the, the art you know theme and art like that that big space varying theme mm -hmm. it just always connects with me really so. It's also just one of those games that has stood the test of time. Um, as in, this game released in 2014, obviously. I don't know why I even had to look that up. We're literally doing a 2014 draft. Um, so it's 10 years old, and it's still active forums. It's still people buying and selling it. Like It's still in the, the board game zeitgeist. It's not just like falling out of favor with everybody. So that, that gives me some hope that it's not just a, obviously not just a flash in the pan, something that people liked for a year and then never talked about again. It is still a very prominent game in the community and in the space. So despite not ever playing it, I, I very much want to. Kyle, you haven't had the chance to play this, have you? No, I haven't played this one either. Although this would be like, I feel like it would be right up my alley because of the theme. Like I've, I'm really into these like epic space games 
um obviously liking eclipse and voidfall and ti4 and all of those it's just a theme that really sticks with i'm trying to even get like black angel uh in a trade right now because it has that that's space just like theme. twa right yeah yeah it is it's yeah, like okay. the re-implementation of twa but it's got the space theme which i don't know so how I, come I you'll say really twa it. but you won't say orleans I, because I feel like I say Orle- Orleans weird. I don't. <laughs> Troy's and Orleans. Twa comes off more naturally off my That's tongue. That's true. Orleans, you have to like kind of like, Orle- like choke on a grape almost. You're like Orleans. I don't like it. Orle- yeah. I do. Um, uh, the, the sandboxy thing does kind of actually push me away, surprisingly. Um, it's just never been a, a game style that has interested me uh like western legends is another one that's like super sandboxy that i'm just like because it's sandbox i've just been like ugh. like there's not really like a point or like a, a path to go down i don't know maybe i maybe i like it more on rails um but i yeah i, I would play this but i'm not into, i don't think i'd ever like pick it up well i thought i got a steal of a draft pick turns out no one cared kyle what's <laughs> your next two well now that we're getting into uh, like we, well, you guys have already taken your box office, but I'm going to take my box office here anyway, because I don't, I'm afraid that Kenny could take it with his wild card. Uh, cause as much as like Kenny and Doolin like to give me a hard time, they're also Marvel boys. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to take, uh, the winter soldier mm-hmm. here, uh, which I love the captain America trilogy, um, as a whole, uh, you got the Amer- the first Avenger winter soldier and then civil war. And but I think I'm like lower on Winter Soldier more than most people. I think a lot of people have Winter Soldier as their number one or at least top three. And I don't even know if Winter Soldier is in my like top five. It'd be like tail into top ten. Um, so I'm not as high on it as a lot of people are. But it is still absolutely, absolutely fantastic. It is a pretty good standalone movie too. Like if you don't want to get into the whole like Marvel minutia and just want like a really good like spy action movie, uh, it does it very well. Um. So it has Captain America uh, uh, teaming up with Falcon, teaming up with Black Widow, and uh, just some of the best like action choreography in the game, and it's just very very fun uh, plot too. So. Yeah, like I, I love Winter Soldier because out of like the Marvel movies, it is I'm going to use this in like heavy like air quotes, but it's it's one of the most grounded it uh, is. Marvel movies. Uh, I mean, there is like incredible over-the-top action scenes especially towards the end but uh it 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 is like does feel like the most like just like a straight-up action movie um and where a lot of the action is actually just in uh, the fights like hand-to-hand fights and the like which rely on like just like more like grounded choreography rather than just like big set piece action bits where things like lasers going everywhere yeah 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 um but i mean that does happen still but um, like uh, the, like this is the Dark Knight of the uh, Marvel MCU. Um, I think that's pretty really. fair. I think yeah. I I think it's in terms of like it's the most it's like the serious one. Um, mm, I think people like aren't grounded, ashamed to yeah. say, yeah, they aren't ashamed to say like, oh, I love Winter Soldier, but uh, just because it has that like really grounded serious feel, even though uh, I hate even like presenting it like that because it is still very much an MCU movie where there's like. The one-liners yes. and the like, There's black a hail, widow hail like in the middle of something at the end that just it implodes, you know. So it's it's still Marvel. So and you got Captain America pulling down a helicopter with his bare hands and <laughs> yeah, just which is awesome. <laughs> Spoilers, Max. Sorry. 
Wow. Yeah. Thank you Ma- for that. Can can we say that Max Max asked a stupid question the other day? Of, wow. What what Marvel movie? What what Marvel movies sh- should I watch? And that just ignited a debate uh, among us of what are the essential Marvel movies. I think Max realized oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. I like yeah. how. Okay. He was going to ask it in the private chat. The smart thing to do. Ask it in the private chat where it's just me braiding you with messages instead of twenty people. Well, and then you got mad me. at me. You bullied me. The, then you got mad at me for two seconds and, you took bullied it to the, me. and took it to a public chat where you could get berated with this stuff and then instantly regret it. I was tired of getting bullied by you, so I went and got bullied by 20 other people instead. And I was nice to you there. Yeah, thanks for that. Kinda. I, I, no, I propose something. completely. I propose something to Max. What if we make March Max's Marvel March? We watch a lot of Marvel movies, see how you feel. And if if you do that, I'll I'll trade you this. We'll have Art House April. We'll watch some Matthews <laughs> oh, April. That was the oh. last list. <laughs> okay, now we're talking, Kitty. And Just now, for Tat, you know. Now we're talking. I can give up my March. Okay. Well, let's let's have this discussion. Marvel yeah. March and and Art House April. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Now you now you have my attention. <laughs> well, is that from no, a Marvel this is movie? Interesting. Is that a quote from a Marvel movie? No, dude, that's uh, like no, Django and no. so close. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so Django June, Django uh, June is coming out. Jason June. <laughs> Just watch Django every week. Every that would week. be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> we'll watch it four times. Do four podcasts. First watch, second watch, third watch, fourth watch. How our opinions have changed and evolved. It's, it's going to be great. I'm not committing to that. Uh, but Marvel March and uh, Art House April is intriguing. Let's mm-hmm. talk. We can we Let's can figure that out. I don't know how we're gonna bit. give up like how, how we how we'd fit in that plus our lists though. That would be difficult. I'd have we to. We would have to cut out the BGBO list six. Impossible. We're not allowed. That's that's a constant threat, always looming over you. <laughs> we'll see. That's a good good thought though, Kenny. I enjoy that thought. Kyle, what's oh, your next pick? Another pick. Oh fudge i don't know I was too, you got me into marvel talk and you guys really like oh shoot boys um you've picked euro you've picked party you've picked oscar you've picked wild card so you have uh two player and uh what's the other two player and what's the other game one am i tripping two player and wild card Oh yeah, <laughs> I am tripping. I have two, two player, player wild, wild card, card and animated wild card. Animated wild card, yeah. All right, well I'll take my animated movie now. Uh, what are you taking? I know what you're taking. I'm going to take uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow, I was wrong. <laughs> okay, is that good? It is surprisingly good. It's not as good as really? the new one. Kenny's like, are you sure? Yeah, you sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah. I haven't seen it since. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> And I 20, 29 year old Kyle had some wild opinions. Yeah, yeah, I thought I it was, like is you... that even animated actually? Wait, that's re- that's real life. That's real life. Megan Fox is in that. Oh yeah. Oh wait, they they're literally in turtle costumes, aren't they? No. Hold on. I need to pick a new one. Well, we're not cutting that out. Not only <laughs> oh, was that a shit. bad pick, but it was also an impossible pick. <laughs> shit. I mean, what? Kyle. Do you want okay, to can I tell you down? what I thought you were going to take? Um, hold on, I'm looking up 2014 animated movies. Oh my god, Big Hero 6. Yeah, Big Hero I've 6. I've never seen it. What? Oh, I've never seen it. Wow. It's really good. What? 
Just pick it. I've heard it's that. Max. I've heard that. Wow. Wow. Kenny. Oh my God. If I don't pick it, these are some terrible, terrible movies. Yeah, I picked like a movie. Ones. I'm just stealing it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? Uh, I think so. All right. I guess I'm taking Big Hero 6. Wow. Because <laughs> I've heard wow. it's really good. <laughs> it's got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in it, which I like Ghostbusters a lot. So that's going to be my. I hate it here. <laughs> Thank you. I cannot believe that just happened. Um, Max, tried to pick a live action movie. Oh man, Big Hero Six is great. It's a uh, it's a movie about like this really young, smart kid who builds robots, uh, and his 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 brother's smart. Everything's great. Uh, then a tragic accident happens that takes the life of one of his family members, and he basically uses his uh intelligence and abilities to kind of fit into this like superhero group almost uh and then makes them all infinitely better and fighting crime and the things that took his brother's or spoilers his brother's life uh and so like it's just uh it's just a real feel good story it's very sad at times but like it's really innovative i feel like in the superhero-ness of it all like they're really unique superheroes uh that start off like ice skating and then he's like going crazy i don't know it's very interesting and baymax is just one of the best like animated side characters to ever exist who barely says any lines at all but he's fantastic uh yeah just a great movie in my opinion yeah the action in the just the look of the movie i think it's like really probably i think it's set apart like it has like this like neo tokyo feel and look to it um, absolutely I, I think it's named the city even but it, it yeah Matt, kyle you would like this it's a superhero movie but yeah, you will. I, I, I don't see why you have not seen this. Um, yeah, I'll put it on the watch list. Max, I got some good news for you, though, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So, one of the 2014 animated movies that's still up for grabs is uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. <laughs> wow. Clocking in at an hour 24. <laughs> Sweet, hey, man. That's what, what I'm taking with my next pick. <laughs> you know what? A lot of those Scooby-Doo movies are pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay. My daughter got on a Scooby-Doo kick. Some of them I've been like, this is Dude. generally yeah, like like they're the kind of movies that are made for kids, but also they're made for adults. Some of the jokes are racy. I'm like, oh wow, didn't expect did not expect Scooby Doo to say that. But my children love Scooby Doo. It's you it's say like the perfect. F word, <laughs> yeah, constantly. Fucking <laughs> 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 raggy. <laughs> oh man, I uh, do not know what to take next. I. I just told you WrestleMania pretty, mystery. I'm still pretty good about my animated, and I can I can sit on that for a while. I could take a wild card here, which might be the move, but I think it makes the most sense to get my Euro under wraps because there's really only two Euros that I like, uh, and I could see Kenny taking one for wild card, but I don't think he would take them both. Man, this is actually, I should have, you kind of, you messed me up taking Big Hero 6 there. I really, that was like confidently my next spin or my next take there. Then then you swooped in and stole it from me. Um, So I'm trying to think, I wish I would have been able, I talked to Kyle about this before, uh, before the movie, but there, or before the, before the draft rather, there are quite a few movies uh, from this year that I I wish I would have been able to see uh, ahead of time. And some of those being ones that I'm sure you all will pick later. Uh, so I, I can't say anything about them now, unfortunately. I think I am going to go 
This is tough. I think I'm going to go wild card movie and I'm going to take John Wick. I think that uh, out of the movies that I've seen in this year, one of the best, in my opinion. Uh, or, well, I hesitate to say best, but uh, uh, from what's remaining, one of the best. I, I think it's quite good. Here's what surprises me, Max. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you picked, and I'm kind of giving something away here, because I think Kenny might take this, and that's fine. I can't believe you picked John Wick over Ex Machina. Ex Machina is not a 2014 movie, is it? It is. No way. 2015. It is. It, I'm looking at it right now. Well, mine says 2015, Kyle. Uh, on Wikipedia, Ex Machina is a 2014 science fiction psychological thriller. Ex Machina 2014. From- uh, uh, it released in April 24th, 2015, according to Google. Uh, not according to my Google. According to my Google, it's 2015. <laughs> I'm Even, sending it to you in our chat. Wait, here's look at look at look at IMDb. It says Ex Machina 2014 release date April 2015. How do we? we what we, do we do? We, we live and okay. die by Letterboxd, so and that's why that's my What's vote. It? Okay, oh. is it on? T- I had it listed here. I'm glad I didn't try to draft it like I freaking drafted TMNT for animated. Okay. I'm also screwed then if we live and die by Letterboxd, unfortunately. Uh, because one of my other picks, which was nominated for an Oscar at the 2015 Oscars for 2014 movies, is listed as 2013, according to Letterboxd. Yeah, because of the so, weird... Uh, if yeah. we're living and dying by Letterboxd, I might be screwed. Um, but I guess that's what we'll do. We'll live and die by Letterboxd, which means Ex really Machina true. is not available. What's the 2013 movie you wanted to do? The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Okay, no, one, no one cares about that. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess actually correct. I will I, stick I don't with mean John people. Wick. Um. Oh man, that's okay. Yep, John Wick wildcard. Uh, I think it's a great action film. I, it's one of those that I liked the first one quite a lot, but then I didn't have like a real strong desire to seek out the remaining. I've heard they're good. I've heard they're good. I agree, uh, actually, but I just Max. was not like amped to get to him like I'll, I'll watch him eventually but it's just not one that i was like super duper excited about it'll happen when it happens same i i really liked it it was a, it's a very fun movie but i we watched that how long ago now yeah. i think we both watched it around the same time yeah uh, was it on one of the list it might it have was. been on a list it was on a list and, yes uh yeah i just never even considered watching two three or four even though i know they're good yeah and i know i like them i kind of want to watch four but like i have to watch two three and four and that's just so many hours of 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 him you killing just talked things. about doing marvel march um if you want to talk about so many hours that's shut a up lot of do it john wick june john wick june <laughs> let's go we already have Django june it has Django john Django john, john, john july wick june. july june it's fine oh there we go yeah john wick july we'll figure it out uh, yeah, so John Wick is my live or die by Letterbox 2014 pick. I would have picked Ex Machina over John Wick had I been able to. And now, while it gets back to me, I have to figure out another animated pick because uh, if the tale of the Princess Kaguya is off, I am in trouble. WrestleMania mystery. WrestleMania mystery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this as a gift to you, Max. I think Over the Garden Wall is considered a movie and was released in 2014. Is it considered a movie? That's my problem. I would... That would be an absolute 
home run pick for me. I freaking love Over the Garden Wall, but I think it's a TV series, Kenny. I don't think I I'm allowed to I've... pick it. Over, uh, what are... yeah, it's a miniseries. Never mind. You're, I you're hate it here. I wish. I wish. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen it rated on Letterboxd. Oh, I have it rated on Letterboxd. Yeah, but it is okay. not a movie, unfortunately. Otherwise, Get I would that absolutely crap off there. Oh, shut Don't up. Don't already TV shows and miniseries in your letterbox. You're muddy in it. Dude, they're literally introducing TV to letterbox this year. So get over it. It's just going to happen. I like TV. Okay, I don't hold like up. That. Tell, me, tell me why I, I log a whole series, a two-hour series, and that's, that's not okay. But you've never brought up the fact that Doolin logs every Black Mirror episode he's ever seen. That's also insane. <laughs> that's also insane. I hate it. I hate it. Where get it? Call him up right now. I'd like to yell at him about it. It's so stupid. <laughs> the other last year or whatever, when I was like, "Oh, Doolin, you finally watched a hundred hundred things." He was like, "Oh, I've been there." And I like went back and looked, and like eighteen of them were Black Mirror, and like seven <laughs> of them were double logs on accident. And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, said he watched this movie twice. He did not. I know that. We gotta revoke his letterbox or get his password so we can clean it up. For yeah, him. we need That's to clean ridiculous. it up for him. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Every all right, Kenny, you've got, you've got two fakes right in a row. All right, I'm going to go with my party game. And you guys can push back if you don't think this fits, but my party game I'm going to choose is Camel Up. Yeah, no, that was, my, that was my next draft That's pick. I almost took it, hoping you would not. But uh, yeah, that, that was my second pick. Yeah, BGD doesn't list it as a party game, but this is They're, absolutely a party game. It's like yeah. very rules light, and it's just raucous and just silly. Um. And we talk about Camel Up a lot, so I don't need to uh, moan it. But like, it, I think it's still super fun. Like, this is a game I'll, I'll often bring out if we have like five or six people at the table, uh, just because uh, it just—it's always a good time, right? And so, like, it's so easy to teach and everything. And there's still enough uh, crunch and bite to it that um, it doesn't feel like a party game, even though like it kind of gives you that experience. If yeah, you don't I play love Camel, Camel Up like a party game, then yeah. it's going to be boring. It's going to be a bad yeah. game. You gotta I've play like a party game. Yeah, absolutely. When I first, I was basically introduced to this game by Jeff and Jamie, and the way they play it is objectively the correct way to play it. Like, <laughs> I've played it. I've played it with them before, and with other people using their their same things. Where like you have to yell camel up and all that, and it is just so much more fun treating it like a party game than sitting there just like playing it like a heads down normal game, just barely reacting to what's happening. It is. It's a real shame because it's a great game. I yeah, camel up so. You've taken both my top two party picks, unfortunately, but I still think there are a lot of party games, so I'm not overly stressed, but those are fantastic picks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to be a fantastic pick here, uh, is my uh, Oscar pick. Uh, oh, man, it's rough. Uh, <laughs> How are you struggling <laughs> with this? Well, there's not a lot. Wait. I mean, the... I took the two that it... So, I think there's two <laughs> obvious ones, right? It, if you've seen them, have you seen uh, Birdman or have you seen Gone Girl? I've seen both, yeah. Um, I don't love either. Uh, oh, I think I, okay. I, I think I have a two. Hot take. Oh. I like them both I mean, I, I quite think, a bit. I think they're, I think they're good. Like, I, th I mean, I actually do like Punk Gone Girl quite a bit, but it doesn't feel like an Oscar movie to me. Birdman, though, that does feel like an Oscar movie to me. Kenny, um, I just want you to make sure you're aware. We're not being judged on how good our Oscar pick is in the category of Oscars. We're just limited to picking by the categories, and your list as a whole is what you're given, right? 
you know what, Max? I'm making my own rules. Here. Okay. Um, all right. So. Um, no, he wants the know. most Oscar-y feeling Oscar movie of all Oscar movies. I know. I know. <laughs> then you have to take the theory of everything. Yeah. I think I'm going to take a, a pick Interstellar here. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yes, great. Love that pick. <laughs> you know, okay, here we go. I, I got it. Uh, for visual effects, X-Men Days of Future Past was uh Ah, nominated. great movie. <laughs> we're, we're going, it was on my shortlist for wild card. Man. Pick it. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm picking that. Um, I, I, I have seen Birdman and Gone Girl. I think they're both good movies, but they, they don't speak to me. Um, like X Men Days Future Past mm. does. <laughs> it is such a good like X Men movie. It's the best X Men movie. I was like, is it your favorite X Men movie? For Besides sure, Logan. Yeah. yeah I have seen Logan. Yeah. Yeah, that's next. Yeah, list. it's it, gotta be. That's gotta be. <laughs> um, I've also, but it's, it. it's like. Like it's kind of like a, a fun, just like a time travel, uh, a comic movie, and it's based off like a classic uh, X Men arc as well. So I, I really love uh, X Men: Dates Future Past. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I was going to ask um, if I was allowed to use that as animated, um, but uh, what Days of joke. Future Past? Not... Because of yeah, uh, shut because up. of Nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually have seen this one, but it's been a long time since I've seen Days of Future Past. Uh, probably, I, you know what? I may have seen that in theaters, actually, um, which would be 10 years ago at this point. But uh, what's your next pick? That's both of them. Oh, what'd you take? Camel Up. And Camel Up. I forgot Camel Up. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't put it in the dock. My apologies. Um, okay, so that oh, leaves me. I have Party Game, and I have Euro Game. And I have uh, animated movie. Now, animated is a struggle, but that can probably be my last pick here. So I think I'm going to take my Euro game, and I think I am going to go with Pokemon. Or No, I want to take Pokemon, but it just came out. But Normal Splendor. Normal yeah. Splendor as my uh, Euro game. I like Splendor. I don't love Splendor. Uh, I do want the Pokemon version because that's just way cooler. You know what? Uh, I'm having second thoughts. I might bounce, actually. I might bounce to something else. I kind of want to pivot. Pokemon want to pivot. so much fun. I know. That's the I problem is I want Pokemon. <laughs> that's, the, that's the real problem. I'm going to pivot. We're, we're moving. We're going to go with Abyss. Uh, yeah, great we're, game. We're going to take Abyss yeah. as the Euro game and uh, say <laughs> Splendor can be Abyss. taken by someone else they want. Abyss is not a Euro game. Why not? Kyle, it's a busy Euro game. It's like Why a is it not? Game, I would... you say it's a card it's game? Yeah, it's a card game, dude. Uh, that is, this is not a Euro game Oh, to me. yeah, it's designed by Bruno Cathala. Come on. He, he's not a Euro designer. He designed some Euro games, and Abyss is one no, of them. <laughs> you act like he's Stefan Feld. He designed <laughs> Shadow Over Camelot. I don't know any of these. That's not that's, that's not a either. social deduction game. Uh, five tribes. Five. He designed five tribes. I, okay. Five. I, I take was, five I tribes. Mean, that was also twenty four. I've never played five, five tribes. I've played Abyss. I would say five tribes is also not a Euro game. What are you on about, Kenny? <laughs> that's insane, Kenny. Once you go rate freaking Black Mirror episodes, you crazy asshole. <laughs> Okay, I'm Googling right now. Is Abyss a Euro board game? <laughs> You're going to get a ton of response. Has excellent Euro style set collection game. 
is the top rating. The a detailed review, the top board game geek. Abyss is very much a Euro game that falls into the gateway class. I think okay. I think we might have to give it to him. The game but... plays primarily as a Euro game. It comes I mean... with the board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm true. just still reading here. It does. You just All right. want to play like or the Grand, huh? So I've never played those. Okay. Let so, him have Abyss. Let him have it. No, if you're gonna give me shit about Abyss, I will go back to I will go back to uh, Splendor. Because also I don't want an Euro. asterisk on this draft. Yeah. I mean, Splendor is more of a Euro. Okay, well, Abyss, the question but... isn't the most Euro, Kenny. It's <laughs> okay. Euro. Is Abyss a Euro or not? Is what I need to know. We're Google says yes. I don't We're think judging so. on the categories, which is like, why if I was looking at the most animated movies, TMNT was not very animated. For <laughs> it's not animated at all movie. animated. They're literally in suits, aren't they? That's why I had to switch. Okay. I'm trying to go for the best that's, of the best. That's very different here. <laughs> that's very different here. That's like me being like, I'm taking the Lego movie as my Euro board game. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's unequivocally oh. not. Abyss is okay, at what, least a consideration. What What is the definition you use, Kyle, for Euro games? I remember you gave it a while ago, and I thought it was very good. Beige. Um, no, beige, beige. I don't think the look has anything to do with it. It's not about strategy. I think it has uh, yeah, more strategy than tactical, and uh, no, like really storytelling elements, and more uh, less luck based than like Ameritrash. I mean, I don't think I've only played Abyss once, but it doesn't seem like it's not any of those things. You know what I'm saying? I I would be fine with it. It just doesn't. It's not like. Castles of Burgundy is like very <laughs> aggressively Euro. And Abyss is like, oh, all right, it's got some Euro in there. Wow. You guys. You, you, do, you, do, you do you, Max. No, I think no you'll, that's you'll not how harshly. this works. It's not a you do you thing, Kenny. Yes, it is. Leave it to he the people. Can't, he can't just yeah, take Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as an animated movie because it's not that. That's not how this works. <laughs> we should probably Fine. pick a that different category that isn't, dumb, that isn't so <laughs> obtuse. Or no, just like because people use Euro to, to describe like their grilled cheese sandwich, you know. So yeah. just Euro is just used for everything in the board game hobby. So I don't know. a grilled cheese sandwich with anything other than cheese on it is a melt. It's a melt. Don't it's not we a cannot grilled have cheese. This, if if this was early in the episode, I'd be happy to have this argument. We can't do it now. <laughs> Why we reward the people that stick around, Kyle? We reward the people that stick around. I'm pivoting my pick to please you buffoons, and I'll take Splendor <laughs> as my Euro board game. Well, I thought you were picking please you buffoons like that was some Hoppa game that was like a Euro. Yeah, it's on Doolin's shelf. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he probably saw played it, it. first. He, he, played, probably... he read the rules and played it solo. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh boy, this would be great if I was five. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Is it to me? It is, unfortunately. You chuckleheads. All right, <laughs> I got, I got. I'm going to take some wild card picks here. Can we talk about um, how the fact that Splendor, the Euro game, is published by Space Cowboys, which is like the most un-Euro? Because it's not a Euro, yeah. Publisher it's, ever. It's Ameritrash. <laughs> I want a game I with Space know. Cowboys. Is that Zia? Is Zia Space Cowboys? No, they made a timeline. No, I'm not I actively mean, um, considering. I know. I'm. Forget the publisher, Kenny. Good. I'm just talking about Space Cowboys. 
Is Zia a game about space no. cowboys? Are you sure? Or, uh, is, are all astronauts space cowboys? That depends. Do it they, doesn't. Do they have lassos? Okay, I think you don't know what a cowboy... Cowboys are like a <laughs> renegade. I think... They they're not like... You can't pigeonhole them into their, their things like that. Sure I can. No. Sure. Do they play racist. a slide guitar? A saw... What? A slide guitar. Is that... Are cowboys known for that? Where? I don't know. Sure, it's like old western music. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a cat That's dying. like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make your dang like pick. Make your dang pick, Kenny. Kyle, dang it, Kyle. Okay, I'm gonna take a movie that Kenny just bashed 40 minutes ago, 40 seconds ago. Mm, 40 minutes. Uh, Gone ago. Girl. <laughs> Gone Girl. It's a okay. great movie. Never seen he it. He was stupid for not taking it. It's all oh, Max. It's Anne Hathaway's like second favorite rom com. What? That's Is what that she said. Something? No, in an interview, she said that her favorite rom-coms were Notting Hill and Gone Girl. It's not a rom-com. I think she. I think she's joking. She. This she wasn't. There's an interview. I'll show. I'll send it to you. I mean, okay. I'm sure it was a well, joke, but she was serious. Let me give you a non-spoiler rundown of what uh, Gone Girl is. It's about this uh, guy who meets this girl. Shocker. Sounds pretty rom-commy. Yeah. Off See. To the start. See. Um. They they start off very happy, and then they get married. And then the marriage is not so happy after a while, um, and the woman ends up dead, and uh, Ben Affleck is the main suspect, and so the whole movie is about him trying to prove his innocence. Ben Affleck is, Affleck is always the main suspect, just in general. It's a hard movie to talk about because the, there's so many spoilers in this movie. It's like, this movie will give you whiplash from all the twists and like t- turns in it. Um, so, like, you know, it doesn't sound like a very like compelling plot description. Because uh, it just sounds like every other movie, but there there's something really interesting things that happen in the movie for sure. I will say, even though like you're right, Kenny, like it has so many like things that can be spoiled, and once you've seen it, you like you you know it. But I've rewatched this movie quite a bit, despite knowing what's going to happen. It's a movie I I love rewatching. Um, I don't know <laughs> if it's from the performances, but I just think the story is really good. I, I'm really just yeah. enthralled with it every time I watch it. It's been I one I've wanted it. to watch for a long time. It just, it never happened. It's Fincher, right? My boy. It is. It is Fincher. I watched a documentary on Netflix recently that is basically, this happened a couple of years after Gone Girl came out and they call it the Gone Girl case where basically this couple, the same thing happened. Like, uh, this, they were in their home and the, the woman was kidnapped and put up for ransom and they suspected the husband and it's just this whole thing of just, uh, how it, how the Gone Girl, uh, happened in real life. Mm-hmm. Is that what's that documentary called? Is it called the Gone Girl Case? No, I'd, I'd have to look it up. But uh, yeah, it's... text that to me. I think me and Megan would really enjoy watching that. And that was just your wild card pick, right, Kyle? Yep. Okay. Yep. What's your next? Uh, pick? And then uh, it's wild card board game time. And yeah. Um. And I am taking uh Irish Gauge. Nice. Which nice. is uh, a cube rail uh, board game. If you don't know what cube rail is, it's like it's like an eighteen XX game that's like really. Uh, watered down to like one core mechanic from 18xx um and irish gauge is like yeah it's like a 60 minute game you're putting uh lines out onto a track you're investing in stocks and and different train companies um by doing auctions um and then uh you're gonna 
also pull what are called pooling dividends, and then you're going to get paid out for the stocks that you have if they reach certain towns. Um, very simple rules. The rules are on like one page, uh, front and back of like an eight by 10, which is like awesome. You can teach this game in, uh, five, 10 minutes. You can play it in 45, 60 minutes, and, uh, you're going to get some really good crunchy decisions. And the new capstone version is, is gorgeous Mm -hmm. and just super fun to play. Love Irish Gage. Now was the capstone version released in 2014? Because I wasn't allowed to have Pokemon Splendor, so. I don't know. It was Irish Gage no matter what. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I've, I've had a beer engaged on my shelf for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I bought this off, off me, yeah, and I never played yeah. it either. <laughs> yeah. I bought so, it, never played it, sold it. I have Iberian Gage as well. Um, I, I only played it the one time at three player, and I just think it's going to be better at four or five, and I just have never brought it back out to the table. And Iberian Gage is also very, very good. You just need to have the player count for it. Yeah. So I am down to my party game and my animated movie, which is a bit of a shame because both of them I've kind of been uh, pushed out of a lot of great movies. But uh, I'm down to three picks on my party game. Uh, And maybe I'll talk through them just real briefly, get some opinions if anyone else has any on them. Kenny and Kyle, my, my party games that I'm down to right now are... One Night Ultimate Werewolf, Sheriff of Nottingham, or Cash and Guns. How do you feel about uh, any of those? I do not like One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Just, just play Werewolf. Um, really? Cash See, I've just... never played Werewolf. I've only played One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I, I find like a One Night Ultimate Werewolf such like a unsatisfying okay. like social deduction experience. Like it's quick and it's light, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it, I've never really liked it that much. Um, I think I do too Cash after and- moving on to other things, but it was certainly the first social deduction game that I ever really like played and was addicted to for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cashing Guns is fun. I think it's kind of like a fun novelty, but I think if, if I were to pick Max, I would I would personally pick Sheriff Nottingham. I think that's uh, such a great like, like it's it's like a the bluffing game that also just has so much engagement and interaction at the table. And if you get the right group, that kind of kind of leans into the theme and. Um, all that stuff, I think, it become like a really great like experience. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what about you? Are you a One Night Ultimate Werewolf, Sheriff of Nottingham, or Cash and Guns guy? I've never played Cash and Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Um, I just don't. I, I guess I don't really get it. I think it's hard to find out like really form an opinion in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all just like guessing and then like hoping something happens. Um, but Sheriff of Nottingham's fun. Uh, I do think. I agree that you kind of got to lean into it because there are some people that play this like without ever lying because it's, it might be the best way to win. And I, I, I just, you got to lean into the line. You've got to lie just because it's way more fun. Um, and if you're, if you're playing Sheriff of Nottingham to win and not to have fun, then much like playing what were you just talking about? Camel up. It's like you're playing it way wrong. Yeah. So my, my, my problem with this conundrum is that I've only played Sheriff of Nottingham one time, and I really liked it. But I've played Cash and Guns quite a bit, and I still quite like it. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of teetering here, but I'm gonna let, uh, I'm gonna let you all sway me, um, since I'm basically sitting there, fin sitting anyways, and we'll go with Sheriff of Nottingham as my party pick. Nice. Uh, and I'd like to play that one more. So I am left with one pick remaining. But before that gets to me, Kenny, you round out your entire list with the next two picks. You need, what, wild card for both? Wild card for both. Saving for the end. 
Perfect. Um, I'm going to pick, uh, for my movie wild card, I'm going to pick Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, nice. This is a, mm-hmm. a sci-fi action movie starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. And it's basically about kind of like, what if like, it's like Groundhog Day, but what if it was yep. a sci-fi movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think the concept is just like executed like so well. And I think it's such a cool and unique idea. The action in the movie is great. Emily Blunt and Tom, you know, Emily Blunt's great. Tom Cruise is good. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, which is fine. But um, it's it's a super cool movie. Um, and just, it's so fun, like, honestly. like uh, it, It's, like, one of those, like, rare sci-fi movies that, like, uh, is, like, fun and smart and original. Um, you don't get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So that that is my um, wild card pick. Glad, glad no one picked it. Um, I've been <laughs> so wanting to see card, it. I've never, I've never seen it. But it's been on my short list for a long time. High recommendation. High high recommend for me. Like it for me, like I'd be like at least four and a half really box nice. for sure. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how much I liked it um going into it. But yeah, it is you're right. It's just a very fun movie. Uh, Emily Blunt yeah. crushes it. Yeah. She's so cool. Agreed. Um Yeah, definitely. <laughs> how do you feel about definitely. Fall Guy? Does that interest you at all? I'm scared no. by that movie. Was that Ryan Reynolds? No, Fall Guy is Gosling. Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. It's coming out this year, and I oh, think it's—I love both of those it. actors. And I'm really afraid it's just going to be so bad. Like, <laughs> I like I feel like the weird thing about the movie is just—I'm not, I'm not sure what the tone is. Like, if they leaned in more into like the comedic element of it, that's um, what I feel like it's going to be though. Is yeah, but I—I I, I, sometimes I watch the trailer. And I'm like, I—I I don't know if I get that. Yeah. So, um, that's fair. Hard to say. Um, so for my wild card for board games, I'm going to pick Five Tribes. Um, this is okay. when my, uh, I don't think you guys like it. Raquel, I know you don't like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. But I'm, I, I I really do like it. I love the, the tactical feel of the game. And I love like the art and presentation. I, it, there's, it's just the most, the, one of those games that's always like really hit for me. Um, I love like the feeling of like building out combos and just like seeing like your best laid plans just get ruined by you know the person coming before you and screwing up the board um this one i tried to bring out a few times with max and doolin but they're like no that can't that game's old we'll never play that um Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but uh, every time i see it i'm like no no thank you that's right uh five tribes i I think it's really good though Hmm. i I do think you too i think you'd like it too max so i probably would i probably would (laughs) I am in a really crappy situation right now in that I think it's basically between three movies for me, none of which I have seen uh, because I was banking on the tale of the Princess Kaguya, which was nominated for an Oscar, but according to Letterboxd, came out in 2013. Um, so that sucks. And the movies that I have even, like, I'm trying to find basically any animated movies that came out in the year 2014, and unless I can go for, like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because of all the CGI used, I'm basically stuck with How to Train Your Dragon 2, uh, Song of the Sea, and The Box Trolls. Uh, And I have seen none of them. Uh, Um, have Have you seen How to Train Your Dragons, the first one? Yes. That's good. How to Train the second one's good too. So the first one is great. Loved How yes. to Train Your Dragon, second which is why I'm leaning. Okay, I'm leaning towards How to Train Your Dragon too because I at least know that I love 
how to train your dragon one uh but box trolls i believe is uh and i could be wrong okay maybe i'm wrong i thought box trolls was the same team behind uh like kibo and uh what's the other one uh Coraline stuff like that but i i guess i am uh incorrect there so uh, never mind oh no it, it's the same studio the Leica studio yeah so not the same directors but the same studio that did Coraline Corpse Bride Kubo Paranorman Box Trolls stuff like that uh so that studio is great but i've not seen Box Trolls to say much about it and then Song of the Sea, I've never even heard of until I'm just looking on this list. And I was like, uh, that's another another option for me. But um, I think I've got to go with How to Train Your Dragon 2. It's just the only thing that makes any sense for me. I I was too slow. I wanted I wanted all three of, well, two of the ones that went for you all and the one that I was no longer allowed to take. So How to Train Your Dragon 2 is uh, my animated movie for this list. And I can say absolutely nothing about it because I've not seen it, but I really love How to Train Your Dragon 1, and I'm very pensive and nervous for this live-action remake that they're coming out with soon. I don't know how oh, that's going to work. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, they're doing a How to Train Your Dragon live-action remake soon. Uh, I don't know if it'll be out this year, but like they're starting on it this year at least. It seems like a bad idea. but I agree. <laughs> I agree. But, I mean, I, you know, some live-action remakes are okay. And this this seems less like a, you know, it's not just like a Disney copying their most famous movies ever. So, like, I have a bit more hope that it's not just so shoehorned in there because it felt like they had to be. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know. know. I do think they're just trying to copy that model of, like, hey, they Disney still makes a ton of oh, money I, off of these. I agree. But apparently Nick Frost and Gerard Butler are, are going to be in it. So Oh, that's not nothing. That's not nothing, yep. at least. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Dean Dubois is, I believe, the director, and he's the director of Lilo and Stitch and all the How to Train Your Dragons, and I think he's directing the live-action one, too, so that'll be intriguing. We will see. And writing it, too. So, I mean, like, at least it's got, like... He's writing the dragon? Writing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, at least he's writing and directing... Uh, the same series so it's not like a new director who's coming in to try and make a live action version it, it is the same person so that that gives me some hope uh who knows but yeah so that's my pick a bit of a shame that i wasn't able to get kaguya but uh that rounds out my list kyle what is your last pick and you are picking from two player only games is that correct two player only game yep once uh <laughs> once patrick was snaked and it was uh, we were limited to just two player i was really handcuffed um i really should have hate drafted this just for fun I'll take Star Realms. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the. Old, I mean, Star, great pick for your final pick of the draft because a lot of people love Star Realms. Yeah, it's. I've only played it on the app. Uh, it is. It is a deck builder. That's all it is. It is. Uh, trying to take out the most damage of, or take trying to take your opponent's health down to zero. Um, so you're building up a deck full of shields, uh, some attack cards in there. Um. Yeah, it's it's just a pure deck builder who played in like fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. It's it's a fine game. Not not one of my favorites. Don't don't tell Dylan I said this, but I think Star Realms is aggressively fine. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I agree with you. Yeah, you really. It is a it. it is a fine okay game that I yeah. would not seek out. I mostly agree too. The thing I, re- the thing I really like about Star Realms at least is the 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 size of it. Like it is like like almost right. like a deck of cards. It's like two deck of cards. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I really like that form factor. It has its for, place. 
for yeah, exactly yeah. for the kind of game it is. I I, th- I think it really uh, is more successful because of that. Mm-hmm. How how small it is, uh, which is I think crazy now because like, you can buy like these big box like all in expansions, which is I think defeats the, the, purpose. the point. Yeah. yeah. For a moment there, I just got really uh, excited because uh, I was looking at the the box office list and Frozen uh, made a lot of money in 2014. So for a moment there, I was like, oh, that's a 2014 movie. But no, it came out in 2013. Uh, it, just, it just still made a lot of money in 2014 because it stayed in theaters. But uh, never mind about that. Uh, Kyle, will you run through your list and uh, just in order of the order of that you picked them? Uh, yep. Uh, Orléans, Whiplash, Deception, Murder in Hong Kong, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Big Hero 6, Gone Girl, Irish Gage, and Star Realms. And I drafted Patchwork, Interstellar, Grand Budapest Hotel, Zia, Legends of a Drift System, John Wick, Splendor, The Sheriff of Nottingham, and How to Train Your Dragon 2. And I picked the Lego movie, Onitama, Guardians of the Galaxy, Istanbul, Camel Up, X-Men Days of Future Past, Edge of Tomorrow, and Five Tribes. All right, let us know in the Discord who you think won the game. Comment on whatever you can. Let us know. I think that uh, this is an interesting draft. I'm excited. I don't feel like there's any runaway leaders here, so it'll be fun to figure out who yeah, wins. Yeah, this is very close. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back next year. No, but we'll be back, we'll be back next year for the 2025 <laughs> list or 2015 list. But we'll be back next week with more Board Game Box Office. Thanks, as always, for listening. Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. We appreciate it very much. Helps us reach a broader audience. And uh, we love you very much, as always. Let's get out of here.